Welcome to the Delight in the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo. I'm here to take you on a journey to open your inner freedom and self-expression so that speaking is something you love to do. I have a special deal going on where I'll be giving away one of my online programs for free. All you have to do is leave a review and I'll be choosing one person at random each week to receive this gift. I'll have the courses to choose from listed in the show notes. Let's move on to today's episode of Delight in the Limelight. Today we're continuing with part three of the Inner Freedom Framework, going from dread to delight when you speak in public. Today is all about your breath and breathing easy. Breathing easy is the epitome of feeling at ease, feeling at home and at peace wherever you are. Imagine hanging in a hammock, hanging out with friends, lying on a beach or floating down a river. Imagine breathing easy, speaking to an audience. To achieve this or approach this kind of breathing easy is not about controlling your breath. It's about the kind of relationship you have with your breath. So what is your relationship with your breath? Is it your friend, your enemy, something to control? Do you love breathing? Are you grateful for it? Does it feel good? Today, we're going to look at ways to enhance this relationship of yours so it can support you, teach you, pleasure you, fill you. Respiration happens automatically, so even if you never think about it, of course, you still breathe. But how you breathe impacts how you feel, just as how you feel impacts the way you breathe. Kristen Linklater was a vocal coach for actors and said that as long as we're emotionally protective, our breathing cannot be free. That's why I believe it's so important to clear your past experiences and messages that led you to believe you weren't safe so that you no longer need to feel protective of yourself so that you can then attend to feeling free as you breathe. Because when you're afraid, your body becomes tense. You resort to shallow breathing or hyperventilation. And what happens with hyperventilation is you eliminate too much carbon dioxide, which disrupts the balance of oxygen and CO2 in your blood. This is really important and really unfortunate because without enough carbon dioxide in your system, the oxygen doesn't want to leave the hemoglobin in your blood in order to be brought into the cells. This creates two problems for you as a speaker. Number one, your cells don't get the oxygen they need. And number two, the lower levels of carbon dioxide reduce the blood flow to your brain. This means your brain is getting less blood and the blood that does go there isn't supplying enough oxygen to the brain cells that they need. Listen to this partial list of symptoms of hyperventilation and low levels of CO2. Impaired concentration, poor memory, unreality, rapid heartbeat, dizziness, trembling hands. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like a description of what it feels like when you're afraid to speak? Interesting, isn't it? Now, because how you breathe is habitual, any anxious patterns you've built up over time are not going to automatically and fully clear away as you resolve your past issues. Because muscle tension has its own allure. We call it muscle memory. And because of our muscle memory, it will take some focused attention and intention to find a new groove with your breath. Let me say at this point that your relationship with your breath is not a destination. It's not a place you arrive at in its finality. 
I still explore and imagine I will continue to explore this relationship for as long as I live and you will too. That being said, I'd like to share with you some principles that have helped me transform my relationship to my breathing that I think can help you too. Number one, imagine that your breath is like the most delicious food you ever tasted. Breathing air is the primary nourishment of our body. If we love the taste of food, why not love the taste of air? Play around with this idea and see what it would be like for you to breathe as if it was the most delicious food you ever tasted. Try it right now. Sip a little and savor it as it enters your nose. Do it again and notice the gentle movement in your body. How pleasurable can you feel when you release it? Do it all once again. Feel the deliciousness going in and the pleasure going out. It may be that you find yourself breathing deeply as you do this, or you might be taking small, gentle sips of air. It seems like this idea of taking small, gentle sips of air has some research to back it up. A few years ago, I met an Israeli practitioner of a technique called buteco breathing, which was developed in Israel as a tool or cure for asthma. When someone has an asthma attack, they reflexively try to get more air into their lungs. The researchers found that breathing in gentle little sips would shorten and end the asthmatic episode. In my experience, I also have found it to end hiccups. So try it out when you have hiccups next time. Take very small, still, gentle, calming breaths and see your breath pattern return to normal. What else can we do to expand our relationship to our breath? One of the mistakes many people make around their breathing and their relationship with their breath is that the time they spend with their breath is focused on controlling it. Unless, of course, you meditate and watch your breath. Otherwise, we tell it to inhale to a count of four, hold it to a count of seven, exhale to a count of eight. Now, there's nothing bad about counting your breath. In fact, there are many good things about it. Inhaling to a count of four or eight can give you a sense of control, and it can also build up strength to support your heart, your sound, and your movement. The problem is that it's a limiting way to build your relationship. Think how it would limit a relationship with a person if the only ways you interacted was by ignoring them or telling them what to do. It's the same with your breath. To build this relationship, spend some time listening, observe, be curious, and non-judgmental. Cultivate an attitude of wonder with your breath. Your breath adapts to support every movement, every action, emotion, and sound you make. Check this out right now where you are. If you're sitting on a chair, shift your body from one butt cheek to the other and feel how your breath adjusts. If you're mowing the lawn or weeding around the tomatoes, notice how your breath changes with each movement. If you're running, you're likely already tuned into what your breath is up to. The next time you take a break to stretch your body, use the opportunity to connect with and appreciate your breath. Feel the pleasure. Let's now go back to the very first idea I talked about, breathing easy. I'm going to share with you three ways to deepen this lovely experience. First, you can imagine that you can soften all the tiny muscles that connect each rib to each other so that they can expand without restriction. You have 12 ribs on each side, so try it right now and see how does that feel to soften between each one. 
Gay Hendricks in his book, Conscious Breathing, offers a metaphor for removing the blocks and tension that you encounter when you breathe. He says, imagine that you want to water some plants with a garden hose, but when you turn the faucet on, no water comes out. So you think there must be a kink somewhere in the hose. You know, when a hose is bent, the water can't flow through. So you look along the hose and find where it's bent. And then when you unkink it, whoosh, the water flows through. Your breath is like that. So you can look inside your body to locate any blocks of tension and imagine unkinking them and then enjoy the energy that flows through and the softness and ease of your breath. One way I found to play with this is a game I used to do in a swimming pool. I'll take an inhale and drop into the water and let the bubbles flow out from my exhalation. And after the bubbles are all gone, I'll let my body go completely limp in silence. I pretend I'm a jellyfish with no bones in my body, floating gently beneath the water's surface. I unkink all the places I'm holding in this quiet stillness. And then when I feel the urge for air, I'll push my feet against the bottom and rise to the surface for an easy inhale. And then I drop back down with the exhale into my jellyfish underwater float. The feeling is delicious. And it was during this play that I discovered the magical stillness that happens after an exhale. During this long pause, when the movement of the breath stops, you can feel your entire body release tension on a deep level. It's perfect for practicing unkinking the energy in your body. And you don't have to be in the water to experience this quiet and delicious deep space. You can do it right here. As you listen, take in a lovely, feel-good amount of air and let it go. And then after the exhale, pause and relax as you wait for the next request for oxygen. Now, the pause may be short or it may go on for 30 seconds or even over a minute. Don't be concerned if it goes on for quite a while because you cannot forget to breathe. Your body will not let you stop breathing. So instead, continue to enjoy this melting quality of stillness, thinking about unkinking the hose. And if you focus your attention just under the bottom of your ribcage or inside the bottom of your ribcage and keep it completely relaxed, you'll sense this subtle reflex, this little tug on your diaphragm that lets you know it's time to inhale another lovely, feel-good amount of air. This is quality time with your breath. When you spend this kind of time with your breath, following, observing, appreciating, receiving, you are doing something else that's very important for your speaking confidence. You're building your capacity to feel more. You're building your capacity to tolerate uncomfortable feelings as well as your capacity to feel good. You repattern these capacities and qualities of pleasure, deliciousness, and ease into your neurophysiology, and then it becomes second nature. This way, your breath can become an ally you can depend on so that when you're preparing a presentation, you know this place of serenity in your tissues. You can call up relaxation instantly with a mere whisper of awareness so that when you look at the people sitting before you or into the camera lens, You stay anchored in the moment. You feel serene and unflappable and you feel your breath to be your friend. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. What has struck you from today's episode? Feel free to comment or ask questions on the episode page or email me at lynda at lindayugalo.com. We shall be continuing with part three of the Inner Freedom Framework next week. Until next time, wishing you delight in the limelight. Thank you for listening to Delight in the Limelight. I hope you feel a little more hopeful and excited about speaking in public. If you like the show, recommend it to someone you know. And if you haven't yet read the book, Delight in the Limelight, you can get it online or at your favorite bookstore or request it from your local library. Remember, speaking is our human design. Let's learn to delight in it together.